Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Haley and Co., your new favorite college football podcast hosted live on Twitch. I'm your host, Tyler Co. And I'm Haley Graves. And we are part of the Believe Podcast Network. That is B-L-E-A-V. And you can find our show there as well as audio versions of almost every single platform possible. Or watch the recorded version of this show on YouTube at Haley and Co. Show. So make sure that you're not only following us on YouTube, but also right here on Twitch. You can't miss it. Uh, this show is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag, which is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. I mean, we're halfway through at this point, people. Yep. But as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV. Believe to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Bet online has some interesting bet lines that we're going to get to. When oh we break my down gosh, I, I mean, know. It's uh, it's there's a few that it's it's shocking. I don't know. I don't know what Vegas is on this year. It's very strange. Vegas, Vegas apparently hates Penn State. Just going to throw that out that, there. Yes, teasing Mike. I saw that line too, and I was like, really. Okay. Yeah. Man. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's that a, line is aggressive. It is very aggressive. And then there's a team, uh, don't say the name, Haley, but there's a team that continues to get points at home, and I don't know why. Yes. I don't yes. know why. Yes. Also, I got to tease out, like, this week's slate of games. I am – it has the potential to be the biggest upset week. Like, when I was looking through this slate, let me see, I have – one, two, three, four, five, five games at least with upset potential. I love that. I'm excited yeah. to hear what those are when we break down week nine. Before we get to that, though, we got to recap last week, uh, which yeah, we was do. a little bit of a crazy one. So on the show tonight, I almost have this on my board. Uh, OU sucks. <laughs> I, I, don't, I honestly don't know. Uh, Pitt might be the best team in the ACC, and we, we are big Kenny Pickett stands, or at least I am. Um, we yeah, had, you've, been, you've been high on him since week one. I, li I, I like a Kenny Pickett. I like a Pitt. I still can't believe watching what they've done this year that they lost to Western Michigan, but like right. whatever. Um, also, we're going to talk about Iowa State beating Oklahoma State. That was our watch party. That was a really fun game. And uh, people are mad at the polls this week and specifically at the top, which we'll get to. Um, but let's go ahead and start off with that first one right there. Haley, this is a team that we constantly talked about. Um coming into the season, like what they were going to be with Spencer Rattler, Oklahoma. I had Oklahoma winning the national championship this year. Watching them play thus far, I couldn't agree less with my prediction, but also couldn't agree more up until this point. I do not know how this team is undefeated. I do not know why they are struggling the way that they are. And we watched this Kansas game, Haley, where OU got shut out in the first half with the new coming Superman, Caleb Williams, and then turn around and have a, a struggle with Kansas to eventually get the victory. They were, they were Not only did they get shut out in the first half, they were losing going into the fourth quarter. I just don't understand it. So, Haley, uh, as we try to make sense of Oklahoma, like what stood out most to you uh, in that Kansas game? Just the fact that I'm 
still appalled that they managed to be number the number four team in the country. <laughs> I mean, I tweeted out on Saturday. I was like, if you like, there may be top 15. Like, I don't even know that I put them in the top 10, like maybe probably 10 to 15 range feels okay. But this was a team that you should have come out and just waxed the floor with. And what's the even crazier part. And this kind of digs in a little deep, like take remove Caleb Williams from that game. Oklahoma loses. We've consistently talked about how bad Oklahoma's defense is. And in a year that this preseason, we said that this Oklahoma defense was going to be one of the best that Lincoln Riley has had. That's we thought that that's what they were going to be relying on. But in this game, Kansas had ended with more total yards, 410. They averaged a first down every time they threw the ball. They were averaging 10.7 yards per reception. I mean, like it's wild. They, I mean, Kansas dominated time of possession. Quite frankly, I don't know how OU actually pulled this one off. But Kansas should have won the ball game. And even though OU got the win in the score column, I mean, eventually this has to catch up to them, right? Like, eventually. Well, that's the thing is that at at this point, I honestly don't know. It is wild. I don't think – I tweeted this out today. I don't know if I've ever seen a better, worse team than OU in my lifetime. I don't understand how they're undefeated. You can't even – like, you can't even – I do not even classify them right now as a better team. Like, I'm not saying that they're horrible, but they're just not good. Look at their freaking we, – we, we discussed this two weeks ago, and nothing has changed. Nothing, you know, and, yeah. you, and you look – and we even said two weeks ago when, you know, the Texas game happened, Oklahoma had their moment simply because Texas lost that game. OU did not win that game. Texas lost that game. Yeah. That's a big difference. And we said, okay, Spencer Rattler coming around. They faced TCU. Then this week – you know, they had Kansas, so we are like, okay, they're in a three-game stretch where they can really right the ship, get Caleb Williams ready to go, and tackle the rest of this season and be the OU team we thought they were going to be. But now they have one left to do that with, and that's Texas Tech this weekend who just fired their head coach. So you can go ahead and give that win to OU, but after that, they've got at Baylor, who is and 6-1. They've got Iowa State, which is never an easy game for them, and then they've got at Oklahoma State to finish the season. So there's still some barriers in the way for OU, but if they end up making the college football playoff, quite frankly, I'm going to be pissed. The system is broken. I mean, look, I think they are going to make the playoffs because I can't pick against this team to lose. I don't know how they keep winning. You brought up the the Texas game. They, you know, they absolutely should not have won that game. They should not have won against Kansas. And Alex Grinch they was going to one against Tulane. Let's should, go back to week I one. I mean, yeah, it was, it's insanity. The reason why this OU team was ranked number two to start the season, Haley, wasn't because of their offensive prowess. It's because right. of what Alex Grinch has done since he's got here. And the fact, you already said it, and everybody was saying it, that and on paper it was true that Alex Grinch's defense this year was going to be comparable or, or comparable to uh, what they've seen in the past when they've gone to national championship games. Back in 2000, that's how they won their national championship was with defense. They thought it was back. This defense is the most dysfunctional, terrible defense I think I've ever seen OU field. I mean, you go back and you look at the stats. You say Kansas outgained them. Texas outgained them. You go back and look at the stats throughout the season. They have had – I don't even know where they rank uh, right now nationally defensively, but I know they're at the bottom of the Big 12. How is this team undefeated? I have no idea. I I don't want to burst your bubble. Okay. Wait a second. Because let me let me correct that. I know who's at the bottom of the Big Twelve. 
And they're not at the bottom, but <laughs> I did look at it because I was like, I was like you, and I was like, OU's defense has to be one of the worst in the Big 12. Like, I was expecting be. them to be bottom three, but in all major categories, Texas is below them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's something I knew coming into this season. I think people were surprised by that OU game. I'm like, no, I know the dogs I'm rolling with. They're, they're <laughs> mutts. That's terrible. So here, so, so we'll get to it, but this week... Texas plays Baylor. Mm -hmm. I have them on upset alert, but I think what I really need to happen is I think I need Texas to. I think I think I need Texas to take that L, so that way in a few weeks, Baylor can deliver an L to OU. I mean, I think Baylor still can deliver an L to OU. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a good upset pick. Before I mean, we'll get into it later, but I think Texas yeah. absolutely wins that game because, of course, yeah. they will. Um, but yeah, this OU team, it, it, they are the most perplexing team in the country. Nobody understands it. I mean, you could be right that they're 15th. They could be number one because if they end up with the way they've been going, Haley, and they win every game, well, then they're the national champions. And we'll be discussing it forever about how the hell this OU team was able to even do that. But I'm still no, actually this, confident this system, that they can do it. This system is broken. I would even take... I would take Michigan, Michigan State, any of these teams over OU. You cannot look at their strength of schedule and tell me they deserve number four. Aside from the fact that they have a goose egg and that loss column, like literally aside from that, you cannot tell me that they're deserving of a four spot other than the fact that their jerseys say Oklahoma and they got a big OU on their helmet. I mean, that's there's a case to be made that that is absolutely correct. But like you said, we're going to figure out later. Is broken. We're going to figure out later in the season with that slate that they have. And one of the teams that actually has been playing really good football under the radar had the biggest statement win this weekend with Iowa State taking down Oklahoma State. One of the lessons we learned of is uh, if you were an Oklahoma State team and you're undefeated, don't go to Ames. You're going to lose. Happened back in 2011, happened again. And we did the watch party for this game, Haley. And right from the jump, I was like, wow, Brock is playing pretty well. Wow, they're getting the ball to Charlie Kohler. Wow, they're moving. They're playing good defense. This is the Iowa State team everybody had seen as the number seven team in the country starting off the season. They finally put together a complete game and got that huge W. What was your biggest takeaway from the game? That. Finally, Oklahoma was revealed. I mean, Oklahoma State was revealed for who they are. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a shocking. I don't want to say it's shocking, but it, it's it's shocking again, like OU being undefeated, that it took this long for them to play a good team and get that loss. Because you look right. at what Spencer Sanders can and cannot do, which I, I was harsh on the kid during the stream, but he cannot play the quarterback position. He right. just, from a judgment standpoint, he is not there. Has all the tools, but he can't get it done. Uh, and the, the big thing for Oklahoma State was shut down Jalen Warren, which is what yeah. Iowa State did. In five games, Jalen Warren has rushed for over 120 yards. They held him to, I believe, right. 76 this game. So that was the right. key to the Iowa State victory. But this is a team that's playing good fundamental football right now. And this is a team that right now is in a tie for second place with Oklahoma State and Baylor in the Big 12. That's right where they want to be. They just took out a big right. one. So, you know, that that Oklahoma game now looming, that's even bigger right now for playing the Big 12. We could see a rematch in the title game. Right, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but OU has not played well in Ames in the past several years. That's very true. Um, so I'm excited to see what the Cyclones are doing. It's like, finally, finally, you guys got there. Right. And it also was Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party, finally. You know, a little bit of a late start. I was also really surprised 
uh, pleasantly surprised by Xavier Hutchinson, who just balled out. He was unbelievable yeah. against Oklahoma State. Like, took it to him. He had the biggest touchdowns in the game. So that was a massive win for Iowa State. And then, you know, we're talking about Kenny Pickett earlier, watching Pitt over Clemson, the changing of the guard in the ACC. Uh, Kenny Pickett is making some serious Heisman noise, in my opinion. I mean, he threw for another 300-yard game, multiple yep. TDs. This guy is over 2,200 yards in the year, 25 touchdowns. That's one less than Bryce Young. I think he needs to be getting some serious consideration because this Pitt team, again, with that weird loss to Western Michigan, without that, they'd be undefeated right now. They're dominating right. the ACC. And they have one of the top – I want to say 10, if not 15 offenses in the country, which really blew my mind. You go and you look up plain as day ESPN, go look at, you know, total yards per game. And Pitt is right up there in the top 10. Um, they're, they're rolling in all cylinders, but I will say that Wake Forest might have something to say right? about you go ahead and declaring <laughs> Pitt as being the team to beat in the ACC. I mean, look, when we're talking offense, Wake Forest is putting up some points now. I mean, Demon yeah. Deacons, Deacons are getting it done. I, I don't they, mean They literally them. played a basketball game. I was like, is this a basketball score or... Oh my God, I mean, yeah. 70 to 56. That's absurd. That, yeah, that's really bad defense, too. Uh, but, yes. yeah, but they can put up some points. It's fun to see the ACC change a little bit. I don't know if everybody had Pitt high. I had Pitt high this year because I like Kenny Pickett because that's just a <laughs> badass quarterback name. Um, but I, they're my pick right now to win the ACC, and especially in the Coastal, they're in the driver's seat. Um, I mean, I don't know if I right. take a look at their schedule. It does get a little bit harder uh, at the end of the year, but, man, um, it's weird and cool to see Clemson fall off the face of the earth because I don't know if they're yeah. done yet this year. No, it's wild. It's also weird to still see them kind of in the mix. Like they're not out of it, no. which tells you how bad the ACC truly is this year. I mean, I definitely did not have Wake Forest undefeated heading into week nine on my 2021 college football bingo card. Nobody did. And I mean, I also didn't have, I don't, <laughs> DJU is not, I don't understand why that offense is struggling. I get that a lot of that is the offensive line, but with the playmakers they have, I do not understand why it is so bad. I just you go, don't get it. You go, you go as your offensive line does. Coming from like watching the transformation of Texas A&M in the past month, I can I see that firsthand. You know, so like you you go as your offensive line goes. Notre Dame says hello for that matter. Like that's just what it is and there's no simple fix when your offensive line is playing the way that theirs is well you talk about a&m improving over the past uh, month or so I i'm waiting for clemson to like be like you guys are clemson like these are all five-star kids what are we, what are we, what are we doing here hey like, can we figure this out we've said it we've said it nine times out of ten they just don't develop on that clemson it's 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 interesting um this was also interesting before we get to our big week nine breakdown which i know everybody wants to get to um, people were upset in the polls this weekend, even though polls don't really matter at all. And we got the real, you know, rankings coming out, I believe, next week. Um, Ohio State is ranked ahead of Oregon, and people were like, well, didn't Ohio State beat Oregon? Um, I've got beef with the fact that Ohio State is ahead of Michigan. Look, I know people don't want to hear this, but Ohio State has been playing tremendous football since but they lost to Oregon. does that make them deserving of the number five spot? I don't no. know if it makes them deserving, but if we're talking about rankings, who the better team is now, and just and forget ranking as far as like the numbers, but just Ohio State over Oregon, those teams have been going in these directions. 
Oregon is going backwards. They are struggling to win football right. games. Now, obviously, they had some big um, injuries in the backfield, right? Uh, C.J. Verdell being out, like, that hurts a lot. But you have Thibodeau back. Um, yeah. But again, th- so then it goes back to if Oregon is not a very good team, and that's Ohio State's loss, who has Ohio State beat that, again, makes them deserving of the spot they're in? I understand they're dominating teams, but like this past week, Indiana hasn't done anything to show no. even a resemblance of who they've been the past even two seasons. Like, I I mean, I will tip my hat and say that Ohio State has figured out their offense. They're leading college football in total yards per game, which blew my mind. Like, that's you know, Ole Miss is at number three, SMU is at number five for perspective there. Like, they are number one in the country, averaging 559 yards per game, which is very impressive. But again, what defense have have they played? They, they haven't played really anybody, but yeah, Haley, it's, I think it's because people are looking at that offense to carry them all the way. They've scored 50 points in four straight games. Like, that's right. wild. I mean, it's, against, it's just and, a- and I know it's not good competition, but it is against conference teams. So it's not like run-of-the-mill whoever. Like, I know that Maryland's not that great. I know Indiana's not that great. But it's conference opponents still. So you're literally contradicting yourself. That's like me sitting here being like, oh, a 50-point win is good against Vanderbilt because we're in the same – I'm not – We have the SEC patch on our chest. I'm not dying on this hill for, for Ohio State. I'm just saying I can see why the pollsters are putting them as high as they are because the offensive no, is rolling. Goes, That's the only thing back, I can say. It goes back to everybody's bullshit agenda that you have to have Ohio State high. You have to have Oklahoma high. Like, the system is just freaking broken. That's that's what we're seeing here. You are still carrying over anger from last year from AM not getting in the playoffs, and you're taking no. it out on Ohio no. State and the Oklahoma. System, no, this system is broken. I have nothing against Oklahoma. I'm very angry that they're playing bad football this year. But you as anyone know that, like, if, like Aggies are here, OU's, like, here for me. So that's has nothing to do with it i'm just angry that they're playing bad football and i believe in a fair and just world and that's not <laughs> what we're getting in college football and i quite frankly think that it ruins the sport well i think we're going to see a lot when the the playoff rankings come out because i don't think they're going to reflect what's in the polls right now because uh, people being upset with the polls with ohio state and oregon i agree with your first point i don't think either one of those teams is a top 10 team so I don't know if it even really matters with both of them. Uh, but I can understand why Ohio State would be ahead of Oregon. Oregon has some things to clean up. Only beat Cal by seven. They lost to Stanford, and they beat UCLA by three points. Look, those are two victories in conference play. I get that. But they are not the same Oregon team that started the year off. So right. I agree to your point. They're still, they're still in that seventh spot because they're the only one that's breathing any life in the into Pac-12, the Pac-12. Like at all. And – and it, it should be the other way around, but Ohio State is carrying Oregon on their backs right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's making them look good. Um, yeah. So I can understand those polls don't matter. The real ones are about to come out, which I know you and I are like, we're holding our breath because it, let's see them screw this up again, but we're about to find out. I'm going to be fascinated where they put Cincinnati. My gut tells me yeah. that Cincinnati will not be the number two team in the country in the college football playoff no. rankings. I think no. that, I think they give them four. Yeah, I do too. I completely agree with that. I hope we're wrong. I, w- I hope they're two. Um, but we'll have to see. And we got a big weekend coming up, so let's get into a, a week nine breakdown, Haley. Uh, before we do, I want to remind people that if you just joined the show, welcome. Load up your questions. We're going to do a fan question segment right after this breakdown. So load yep. them up. Have them ready to go in the chat. Also be thinking about candy and Halloween and which Halloween candies would be which team's 
Candy corn is definitely an Ohio State for me. Just the shittiest candy for the worst fan base. That's probably my candy corn pick. Or if there's a more disgusting candy, it may be black licorice. I was I was almost gonna say licorice. Licorice, probably for it's Ohio been around, State. It's been around forever. You're always gonna get it in every candy pack because <laughs> it's just there and but nobody actually likes it. I think okay, you nailed it. That was perfect. That's so good. Um, I will say I will say before we move on to you know to week nine, what happened to your darling Coastal Carolinans? They got know. Appalachian State. Did. I don't know. Appalachian I, State did. Look, I was high in them last year. I think they're a fun team. I still think they're a fun team, but I you know I don't really care for them this year. BYU the same thing. I still love Kalani yeah. Sataki. I still think he's an outside shot for the BY or uh, for the USC job or hell. I mean, with the amount of coaching. Jobs are that could be open at the end of this year. Who knows where everybody ends up? It's going to be wild. But we're at three for sure. We are LSU, at, USC, and Tech. And Tech, I I'm going to bet. Well, we're going to we'll get into it here in a second because I I have some questions for you. I think there could be a total of like seven or eight major right. openings. Um, so this weekend is massive uh, in one conference particularly because we're going to learn a lot. Uh, the Big Ten has a very big weekend, Haley, and we start right off the gate, which I, I have to say, I got qualm. I got qualms. I'm not happy about this because you're talking about an unjust world. What the hell are we doing as a football, a college football community, having number six Michigan and number eight Michigan State play at 11 a.m. in the morning? Why is that not a night game? I do not understand that. It's because Big Ten is under Fox. I don't care. That's literally. I don't why. care unless unless game day wanted that game at and they would get the two thirty slot. They were never going to get a night game because Fox has precedent over the Big Ten, and Fox likes to do their big noon thing to try and make noon games happen, and that is why. I don't care about the facts that you just told me. I'm still <laughs> I'm angry about that. I don't I'm like glad it. You called them facts. I don't I don't care if they're facts. I'm going with emotion. It's bullshit it's wrong for college football but. I mean I kind of I kind of don't hate it because the slate of games like in all three time periods I guess that's what you call it time slots um, yeah whatever they like the slate is strong on Saturday mm-hmm. you know a couple weeks ago when Texas and OU played it was annoying that we got Texas OU and Ole Miss Arkansas at the same at the time. same time yeah and they were you know? both fantastic games and then the next window it was what was it, it was the Iowa Wisconsin game or some shit like I think <laughs> I'm happy that we at least have quality games <laughs> it was Iowa each. Wisconsin or some shit <laughs> no love lost for the uh, Big Ten but this this game right here Haley Michigan Michigan State we're gonna find out who the best team in Michigan is um this is a tough place to play historically for Michigan in East Lansing uh, we, we got we got a team that we're used to in Michigan State playing that Michigan State brand of football. We run the football. We play tremendous defense. And Michigan is one of the more – I would have to say they are the most complete team, at least in the Big Ten, if not the country, uh, in all yeah. phases of the game. You have been high on the Wolverines since day one. Michigan is getting four points uh, on the road against Michigan State. You know one of my favorite running backs is in this game, and Kenneth Walker – this, this is a potential to be a massive, massive, really good football game. What are your thoughts? No, I completely agree with you. I think the one part of Michigan that I've overlooked is week in and week out, we've wanted to see this offensive 
side of the ball do something, you know? And so we've complimented the fact that they have a very strong two back duo that works. We've seen Cade McNamara come in, step up when he needs to, when the running game isn't there. And so as, as an offense, we've been really impressed. That's what we've kind of talked about on the show. But what shocked me was today finding out that they are the second best defense in the country in points allowed. They're only allowing their opponents 14.3 points per game, which is only behind Georgia. And that kind of blew my mind because I didn't realize, as you mentioned, how balanced of a team this Michigan squad actually is. And I think that's that's the big difference right there. That's what I was going to point to as well is that yeah. – as good as Michigan State is defensively, historically, we know we look at Spartans and we're like, oh, they play good defense. Michigan right. is the one coming in with a better one, obviously. This right. is a huge statement game for Harbaugh. This is everything on the line game. I know we're looking down the road for Ohio State, Haley, but this is it. Can they beat a really good football team? This is why Harbaugh came to Michigan is to dominate and beat Michigan. This is the pressures on the Wolverines, in my mind, for this game way more than Michigan State. I think so, too, especially because it's year one for Mel Tucker with Michigan State. So this is kind of best case scenario for him. And Michigan is definitely still in the boat of, you know, Michigan State has everything to gain, nothing to lose. And Michigan has everything to lose in this one. So I think that's I hope that's not how they approach it. I definitely wish that it was at home in Michigan, but yeah. you know, we'll see how they play. They they played very strong on the road in Camp Randall a couple weeks ago. So this Michigan team, it's unlike other teams in the top five. It's not like they've gotten by by the hair of their chinny chin chin either. Like they've played solid, sound football and beaten the opponents in the way that they should. Yeah, because they don't uh, – when you look at the box scores for Michigan and you see like a 14-point victory, you're like, oh, they only won by two touchdowns because we're so used right. to these bloated offensive stats. It's like, right. no, they dominated the game. Like that's a yeah. solid victory. Um, right, like there was never a point in time that you thought the other team was – it never it never felt close. So I like, man, I don't even want to, I, I because I'm so battered by Harbaugh that I feel like I should pick Michigan State in this game. I'm kind of shocked, honestly, that this game isn't a pick em. That is, yeah, because, I mean, I think they're giving a little bit of credit. I think if Vegas liked Harbaugh a little bit more, maybe they get a touchdown. But I think Michigan wins a close game in this one, a really close game. It's really about, it's simple for me, can Michigan stop Kenneth Walker? That's it. Right. Are you going to make Michigan State air the football out? I think if you're able to stop them, Michigan's going to get the victory. Right. And, I mean, we're you know we're talking about so much still happening in the Big Ten. Like, you look at their upcoming schedule. We'll get to Penn State and Ohio State in this week here in a second. But you look at, in two weeks, week 11, Michigan, Penn State. Week 12, Michigan State, Ohio State. Week 13, Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan. Like, these four teams that are all in the top 25 still, I know – Penn State had their hiccup last week. They got they got Illinois, um, but I still think that they're a quality football team, and there's a lot of football left to be played in the Big Ten with a lot to still shake out. I would not be surprised, actually, talking about college football rankings this coming Tuesday. If Michigan wins this game, they're in the top four. I would think so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would put, I would honestly put them at number three. I, I think that's I think that would be fair. That would be right. I mean, with their resume and what they've done so far, um, this is what we expected from Michigan when Harbaugh came. Uh, yeah. There's not a more complete team in the country outside of Georgia, um, even, right. even with the mailman delivering the mail like he does. 
rain, <laughs> rain, shine, or snow. Um, but the next big game you talked about, I mean, we have Penn State, Ohio State here in a second, but we have uh, Iowa versus Wisconsin. And I mentioned this one because, again, again, I believe this is the third time for the Badgers, if not the fourth oh, time. Oh, so they didn't play two weeks ago. Maybe it was Iowa, Nebraska? I don't know. Regardless. Um, Whatever. Wisconsin is getting three and a half points at home again. Yes. Again. This was again. one of the lines that blew my mind. I mean, I definitely, I have this one as a potential upset alert um, because I think we've seen a lot of flaws in Iowa recently and yeah. they've been exposed a little bit. We've seen their underbelly. Um, but yeah, that line really intrigued me. There is nothing that, there's nothing about this Wisconsin team that tells me that they deserve three and a half. If they got a point and a half, I could understand it. That's Camp Randall's point and a half. Like right, the fact exactly. that you're playing there. But the other way around, like, wait, am I saying that right? Is Camp Randall's it is, Wisconsin, no, right? It is Camp Randall. We're jumping Okay, that's what, Vegas, that's what I thought. Vegas loves Camp Randall for whatever reason yeah. this season. They're like, hell yeah, Badgers at home again. Um, I agree with you. If it was a point, it makes sense. But Right. I don't get it. Maybe they saw something in that Iowa loss against Purdue that, uh, that like you said, exposed them a little bit. And, and that exposure is that their offense is just terrible. I mean, it's always been historically terrible. The defense like couldn't get the to, takeaways like they're used right. to. So, yeah. If, you're, if your defense even plays a good game, if they don't play great, then I don't know who gets away with it. Exactly. Like if you don't have seven takeaways like you did against Maryland, like you're struggling. So we've seen that with right. them. Um, I'm going to go with like the Wisconsin. Wisconsin plays a great game. Iowa plays good. Wisconsin wins. Yeah, I think Wisconsin. I actually that like the. obviously logical, but. Uh, exactly. I, I like the Badgers here at home. Vegas has to be right one of these days, Haley, with the Badgers. So, like, why wouldn't it be this one? I think it's a Badgers. I mean, I have this game as upset alert for sure, but I don't know if I'm going to go that far. I can't. Yeah, I don't know if I go that far. I'm, I'm going to go that far. I'm going to go Badgers. I think that they're going to get it done. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand it. Uh, and I'm then, writing it down. Tyler's goes Badgers. I go Badgers. Um, and then this one, Haley, the line. My God, number twenty Penn State at the shoe against number five Ohio State. Nineteen points. Wait, for the wait, 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 wait. Nineteen. Are you? Hold on. Yes, I know that. Are you skipping right on over? Oh, are you just are you just talking about Big Ten right I'm now? I'm just doing because... Big Ten. I'm just doing Big okay, Ten. I'm not so going like, by. We got, no, no, no. I'm like, we got some SEC games that just no, skipping over. We, we got some SEC. We'll get to. I know we'll get to the SEC. I put them last. Save the best for last. Also because I avoid talking about that conference, which is going <laughs> to okay, be Penn, mine. Penn State, Ohio State. This is just freaking disrespectful. 19 points. <laughs> That's disrespectful. If, if Penn State didn't need any more momentum for this game, like – that's all you need right there. That is so disrespectful. I mean, it's. I, I think it speaks to one thing, is that Vegas really likes what Ohio State's offense is right now. They've seen what it's been. However, this is this is not Maryland. This is not Indiana. This is Penn State. This is well, a good football team. And we're talking right. about a team that if Sean Clifford does not go down in the Iowa game, Penn State beats Iowa. Now, right. I don't know if they hiccup last week. And, I, and like the one thing that we can say regardless is that Iowa still has one of the best defenses in the country. So it's not like Penn State's offense is just some like, you know, podunk thing. Like they are a good football team. Like that just blows my mind. The only thing that I can think of is someone in Vegas saw James Franklin's press conference this week and was like, Ooh, 
head coach, big man not in it, big you, man not in it. Do you so. want to set that up for our fans who did not know what uh, James Frank? Because, folks, James Franklin is attached to every head coaching vacancy. Whenever it pops yes. up, his name is mentioned. And then Haley, what did, what did, when they asked him, I'll be the reporter. So, coach, you know, what are you, uh, we, we heard some rumors about you possibly taking the LSU job and offered. And what did James Franklin say? Oh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, I'm not going to comment on that. We're just going to focus on Illinois right now. And uh, this this week, our opponent in Illinois, we're just going to focus on how we're going to play our best football and go out and get a win. Except, Coach, uh, you're not playing Illinois this week, and you're playing Ohio State. So clearly, you're very focused on the on that and not any job rumors. No, that was a and then bad the worst look. part was then, and then it got worse because – he called instead of calling saying that they were playing in the shoe he called it the big house <laughs> coach what are we you're not focused we're clearly no. not maybe that's why vegas gives them 19 points because they heard that and they're like yeah that's 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 what it's uh he he doesn't have a clue he's gonna lose yeah i mean it was just very very obvious in that press conference that something else was on his mind clearly something else we'll see uh if that happens to be the case, James Franklin to LSU, I think that's a terrible hire. I think James Franklin is fine at Penn State. Stay there. I could see James Franklin to USC over LSU. I could see that as well. That would fit more in line with him and what he does. Um, right. I still think – I don't know if it's going to be 19 points. The shoe is tough to play in. I mean, Oregon didn't think so. But I like Ohio State in this game. Um, yeah, me too. I, I don't think it'll be 19, but I like them. Yeah, I do too. All right, so moving in uh, to the Big 12. Uh, got a couple games here of note. Texas versus number 16, Baylor. Baylor is getting two and, a, two and a half points at home. Haley, this is going to be our watch party this weekend. Our fans are actually going to get to see me watch a UT football game, uh, which, is oh. a, which is a rarity. Nobody's ever really seen that. I mean, close close friends of mine have seen it, but – not not publicly so it'll be interesting um what can you say about texas what can you say about baylor you want to talk about a coach attached to the lsu job i mean dave aranda's done a tremendous job with the uh, bears this season as you mentioned they're six and one again another fundamentally sound football team on the opposite side not a fundamentally sound football team arguably the best offensive team in first halves of football games this year in the country second halves Maybe the worst. No, let me correct that. The worst team in the country in second-half football play. Yeah, I mean, but I still, even knowing that, I this just smells like a Texas win. It does. I, I, it'll be one of those – Texas does this every year, Haley. They have a game like Oklahoma where they absolutely should win. They fall, and then they play an opponent like this and beat the brakes off them. And I think right. that's exactly what's going to happen is that Texas will put together a good game. They'll give the ball to Bijan Robinson more than right. 20 times and they'll run away with this thing because we're Texas. And that's what we what do. What is it? Does it mean anything if Texas loses this one to Baylor? If Texas loses this one to Baylor, that really is going to, it'll be really interesting to see what the temperature is going to be like in Austin, Texas when it comes to Sark. Um, looking at this thing, people are going to start, I think, Haley going to make comparisons to Charlie Strong. Uh, right. where Charlie Strong, it wasn't just that Charlie Strong lost football games. That's one thing as a coach to do right. that coming in year one. But it's the way that Charlie Strong lost football games. 
mental yeah. miscues, not being able to kick extra points. And you're starting to see Sark be, look, I get that you have an offensive prowess and you, you have a great offensive mind, but that's not what a head coaching job is. It is completing right. a football game. It's coaching a football game. That was an, a historic breakdown against Oklahoma. Oklahoma State is a game that they absolutely should not have lost. If they, if they lose this one, people are going to start scratching their heads and be like, who the hell did we hire? Can this guy coach a football game? Not everyone can be Elaine Kiffin. <laughs> Nobody can be Elaine Kiffin, Haley. There's only one Lane Kiffin, and he is the second coming. He is the chosen one. I love him so freaking much. God, he's the best. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Texas gets a, the victory over Baylor. Yep. Just is the way it is. I don't know. Uh, this one will be a, it's a little bit of a head-scratcher for me because I know that you like an Oklahoma victory over Texas Tech. Oklahoma's getting 19.5 points. I put zero stock in OU doing anything correctly. This game is at home, which I think is a bigger deal than people think. Going out to West Texas and Lubbock, Haley, you knew this one. A&M was in the Big 12. It's a weird, wacky place. It is the Starkville of the Big 12. Um, so I, I think with the Oklahoma at home, they get the dub easily. I oh yeah, I think they definitely get the dub very easily. I think this is a get right game for Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they take care of business, beat Tech the way they're supposed to. I honestly am not surprised by the nineteen and a half, and I think that says more about the little I've seen Texas Tech be a functional football team this year than it is about my confidence in Oklahoma's being able to execute. Um, they just fired their head coach. Things are in disarray over there in that program. They don't have much to play for right now, much less like even if they got their most fired up that they possibly could play Oklahoma. At the end of the day, Oklahoma just has better athletes right now. Um, and I think that Oklahoma wins convincingly, mostly because that just sounds like the shit Oklahoma would do the week going into the college football playoff rankings. Oh, absolutely. It's right up Sooners Alley. I agree with right. you, Texas Tech, at being in disarray. And I wanted to read you this, Haley, because I've been confounded by Texas Tech since I've known them at birth. I do not understand them. They are weird people. And Kirby Holcutt said this, the AD at Texas Tech, on firing uh, Matt Wells, who went 13-7 and after two seasons, uh, saying, quote, we need somebody with that determination knowledge and ability to get this program to that next level which ouch good god if you're matt wells hearing that you're like jesus man i'm a person okay. god, like i was very dedicated i do have a lot of knowledge god. like wow he you said, did hire me exactly uh, i mean what does that say about kirby i mean and that's what i'm about to actually haley because he went on to say we haven't been there in quite some time the next level uh we all know it we get frustrated because we know what we're capable of we're not going to back away. I get people that will talk uh, to me about, hey, use the word elite. You know what? Yeah, dang right we want to be elite. What are your thoughts on that by Kirby Holcutt, a guy who fires a coach after two seasons? This is the same school that got rid of Mike Leach that chose Adam James in his piece of shit father, Craig James, over a successful football program. What do you think about those comments and Kirby not understanding that Texas Tech has never been, will never be, and can be elite. Oh, exactly that. I was just going to say know your place. Thank you. Thank because, you. I mean, the closest to elite that I can ever remember in my 27 years of life was the Cliff Kingsbury years. And, I mean, Leach beating Texas in 2008. They went 11-1 and and yes. got smoked by Oklahoma. But that's Michael still, Crabtree. But that still wasn't elite. It is one of the, I think you said it perfectly, know your place. 
I, I am shocked by some like of you these. Are, you are the littlest brother of five in the Big 12. <laughs> I mean, and it's it's spot on true. I mean, people look at Northwestern with their terrible records every other year, and it's like, why don't you upgrade? Actually, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even give them the littlest brother. I would give them like the fourth youngest. I would probably give Baylor the youngest because it's like, oh, you're cute, and it's kind of easy to root for you when you do good things. But then tech, it's just you're just forgotten about. Like it's like, oh, you you exist and you get to say that you're in the Big Twelve family, but good for you. Tech is that cousin that definitely has diseases and they do meth, and like that's absolutely what Texas Tech is. I think I like my analogies better. They're more wholesome. They're 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 not. They're not. They're weird desert people. They're they're desert trash. I I, I, I hate to offend Texas Tech fans, but I mean they don't have internet. Like, so please like please let us know how you feel about <laughs> Texas Tech. They ain't watching this. They don't have the internet capabilities. It's fine. But uh, it is shocking to me that Texas Tech is still from top to bottom in that mindset that they right. can be elite. It just it blows like, me away that they think that they can do that. I mean, I would understand. We had Patrick Mahomes. We can. We know what elite talent looks like. You did. You had Patrick Mahomes did nothing with him. You had Baker Mayfield and did nothing with him. You like you let had, Baker Mayfield go. You let him go and go win a Heisman with Oklahoma and then become a number one draft pick. Like this is a program that, and I I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent going back, but this is a problem that we see in college football, and that's why I wanted to address it: of schools not understanding their place or their value, thinking that they can be more i look at kansas as well as getting rid of mark mangino for being a little too tough on his players that guy took you to an orange bowl kansas right. to an orange bowl and where's kansas been since and where does texas tech think they're going and right. what coach and haley we talk about this all the time that you better be careful with the devil you know than the devil you don't you just fired a football coach after two years yeah what coach is going to come coach for you now knowing that there is zero job security whatsoever in lubbock I go get Jeff Trailer at UTSA. Jeff Trailer's going to be on a lot of lists. I mean, UTSA rank, like, he's he's getting some phone calls. If I'm Jeff Trailer, though, I ain't going. They're to, undefeated. I ain't going to Lubbock. He's a Texas guy. If you live right. in Texas and know Texas, I ain't going out to Texas, uh, to Texas Tech. That ain't going to happen. I'm not going to recruit against TCU and Texas and Texas A&M and the rest of the SEC. That ain't going to be a thing. Hey, Either, someone's got to do it. Either way, Tech is dumb. Bunch of dumb dumbs out in Lubbock. It's dumb, a, dumb. And they're a dry county. What losers? Anyway. Texas, Texas Tech dumb, dumb. <laughs> That's what they are. I hate them so much. Anyways, oh, I hate everybody in the Big 12. Uh, moving on to the ACC, everybody's favorite Good conference. Thing you're coming to the conference where it just means more. It just means more. God, I hate you. Um, ACC, the, I wanted to mention this game uh, because we're talking about coach openings. Obviously, Texas Tech is a part of that with LSU and USC. Um, Manny Diaz might be coaching his last game. True or false, Haley against Pitt this weekend? I have this as a potential upset alert. Woo! Really? Yes. Really? I mean, Miami got that win last week. It's kind of just that trap game for Pitt. People have forgotten about Miami. Mm. They still have a quality roster. Uh, it kind of could be, you know, Manny Diaz's like rallying cry for his job. Um, I could see, I could see an upset alert here. Oh man, I'm going to go the complete opposite. I, I think to the question I asked you, this is Manny Diaz's last game as a hurricane. The rumors are already swollen, uh, or, right. or uh, I mean, swirling. Uh, I thought it was going to happen two weeks ago, honestly. I, I did too. Like, I don't know if anybody got to see that hat or that end of the game shake, uh, with Mac Brown, with him and Manny meeting at midfield. 
Manny Diaz was not happy to see Mac Brown. And Mac Brown does not like Manny Diaz, who is a former defensive coordinator at Texas, that uh, Manny Diaz gave up the most yards Texas University has ever given up to BYU, to Taysom Hill, of all people. Haley, did you know that? I did not. There you go. Michael Vick, Vince Young, and Taysom Hill, quarterbacks with the most rushing yards in a football game. Isn't that tremendous? Good job, Manny Diaz. It really Diaz. is. That's amazing. You know. <laughs> um, okay, you got this as a trap game. Yeah. Pitt's riding high. Kenny's playing good. But, yeah, if anybody's fighting for their job, I mean, that's a tough team to go up against when, it, right. when you got that, when you're backed into the corner. So we'll have to see. And then finally on to the SEC for all your fun hey. games. Hey. Oh, did I oh. – you're, 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 you're missing out a little bit on some, on some out ACC. On? Who am I missing out on in the ACC? I got – I got another upset alert. Oh, gosh. Who? Who do we got? North Carolina versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame has got three and a half. Okay. Okay. You have my attention. Be, Explain. Yeah. I mean, I still am not convinced by Notre Dame. We have seen them at their absolute worst, which also became a formula for how to beat them. Um, and I still, maybe it's just my optimism or my inability to admit that I was wrong about North Carolina, but... <laughs> I still just see this as a spot that North Carolina might surprise some people. I mean, it's going to be a tough team. Again, they've been off the radar. We know Sam Howell didn't get worse. He's still one of the most talented right. quarterbacks in the country. Maybe they could put it together. I like that. And Vegas apparently does too. You said three and a half points. Yep. Okay. UNC, upset alert for Notre Dame, taking them down. And uh, where the hell did they play? South Bend. I forget. Yeah. Golden and then Denver's. also – Oh my also, God, another ACC upset. Another ACC game. <laughs> it's not an upset alert necessarily. It's more of a question for you. Okay. This weekend, maybe the biggest game of the weekend, if you want trash football, Florida State versus Clemson, who wins? Oh my God, you know, I did see this game on the schedule and I was thinking to myself, my God, how far these programs have fallen. Clemson but really hasn't fallen. That was, I literally, I, when I typed out this um, game, I put... In all caps, LOL, Florida State versus Clemson. <laughs> um, this is a massive game for Clemson, right? Right. Massive. Florida State's, I mean, the Mike Norvell experiment is not going to work. You hold on to him until you have a better option. Uh, the best he could do there is maybe get him nine wins one year. We've seen how bad of a coach he's been at Florida State. Dabo's fighting for his life right now because Dabo's whole thing is like, we're just little old Clemson. And, you know, we never get no respect. If you lose to Florida State, like, you could find yourself back in the bottom of the ACC. Like, that would do a right. lot as far as recruiting goes, being like, oh, this shit's done. The Clemson magic's over. That's, that's right. what what's the, Who's getting points? Not Clemson 9 at home. Okay. Yeah. Watch so, the, I, just, I just put that one out there. Just, you know, as you're scrolling on your day, looking at other scores, that one just – might pique some interest. Watch Florida State get up on a Saturday and make some noise. I mean, I think a lot of people would be I'd happy like with that. That could be fun. I mean, Florida State's one of those teams, too, that when they play good football, they're a decent team. Okay, I like that. All right, I'll let you – I'm glad I'll let you get one more ACC team in there. Can we move on from that conference? Yep, yep we're done. Can, we're we go done. To, can, we, can we go to the best conference where it just matters more, even though it's really not that good of a conference more. this Come year? Come on, get it right. Get it right. I'm it never going to get it right. More. I'm not going to get the rules right. I don't care about the conference. I'm going to come play in it. Just means more. No. 
not yeah, never going to say that. Not it just matters more. That just sounds dumb. It does. It matters more to Texas. <laughs> I don't care. It matters more to me as a Longhorn to not give a shit about the conference. Like that Faith Hill song. Doesn't doesn't you have a song like that? I don't care about Faith it Hill. Hey, we're Willie Nelson people in Austin, Texas. Oh. Yeah. Okay. We ain't about Hank Williams or we're we're not Georgia, Florida line or whatever the hell they're pumping in the SEC stadiums nowadays. We still got some Dixieland delight. Oh, good lord! All right, Georgia's playing Florida. Pay my dollar back in a holla. Okay, I'll stop. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even gonna sing the other songs. You can't even sing the other songs because they're too racist. Good God, Georgia. Taking Florida. on Florida, cocktail party. This this line kind of surprised me a little bit. I think people who watch the show know my thoughts and feelings on Florida, but Georgia's only getting 14 points. And I say that because that's a big spread, Haley. But with the point spreads that we've been seeing, the points that we've been seeing Georgia get this year, like 19, 21, 25. Little surprise. Have you, <laughs> this tells me that you haven't watched much Florida football. Florida sucks. They're terrible. Yeah. They're yeah. terrible. Yeah, no, I'm surprised that it's so low for Georgia Haley compared oh, to the okay. other okay. points that they've gotten. This has got to be one of the lowest points that they've had this year. Hold on, I'm looking up complete leaders for defense. Okay, they're still middle of the pack as far as points per game Florida is. What about yards per game? Why else? Yeah, about middle of the pack. I mean, they just Florida just hasn't the ability to like not show up when it matters most. Yes, absolutely. That's Dan Mullen's ca- calling card. That's what they do. And I wanted to ask you this, just like I asked about Miami, and I'm serious about this one because in the SEC we make moves quick. Is this Dan Mullen's last game before he gets fired? Because if he loses this four? game, he's going to be four and four. They're going to be Florida will be five hundred. Uh, but this is his fourth season. Yeah. I don't think he's long yeah. for, for Gainesville. I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't get if he doesn't get them to a bowl game, then absolutely he's gone. Which is crazy that you just even said that sentence, and that's a true sentence. Like, if he gets them to a bowl game, if he gets Florida, a team that right. was flirting with the college playoffs last year, to a bowl game, I mean, my God, how mad do you have to be if you're a Gator fan right now? Like, the coaching inconsistency with Dan Mullen is shocking. It's like whenever Dan Mullen cares to coach, he's a good coach. But that's been very few far in between in the past couple years. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I think Florida might be one of the biggest letdown programs that I can think of. I mean, especially this year. This has been, I mean, from the end of last year, with the it all started with the shoe game, Haley. It started with the throwing of the shoe. Ever since they threw that shoe, shit's gone downhill for the Gators. Georgia absolutely will blow those points out of the water. I think they destroy Florida in a big, big way. I think so, too. I don't think that Florida has a prayer in this game. I mean, they can't figure out who they want as quarterback. I, uh, Their defense is atrocious. I just... Is it Anthony Richardson? Is it Emory Jones? Like, right. They're both not that great. Richardson is better than Jones, I would say. But, like, whatever. I have no idea. There's, there's just nothing about this Florida team that even makes me feel even remotely confident that they can take down Georgia. And I maybe someone in the chat knows this answer. Maybe someone can Google it really quick. But I don't know the last time that there were – two games where an unranked opponent took down the number one ranked opponent in the same season. 
Okay. Like if if that happens, I think it might be a first. That being said, like A and M was unranked. They played Alabama, took down number one at home. This is the same situation. Florida unranked, playing their biggest foe, number one at home. I don't know that it's ever happened twice in a season. Somebody look up 2007. It, if it happened, Haley, it had to have happened during right. 2007. Have I, if, if if at all. Um, Georgia wins out one in a big way. And then this is a big game as well, uh, especially in the West. Number 10, Old Miss, who just took LSU to the woodshed last weekend uh, versus number 18, Auburn. Auburn's getting three points at home. If this uh, Old Miss will be in a tie for first place in the SEC West only because if they win this game, only because Alabama has a bye week. But still, that's a big accomplishment for Old Miss to say at least for a week they did. Um, this This is a weird game. I hate that it's Auburn. I hate that it's Bo Nix. I hate that it's at home. I don't know what Old Miss shows up, and I don't. We know Auburn will show up in a mystical, weird way, or they'll just fall flat on their faces. Right. I think that's just the biggest mystery. I know what Old Miss is, and by knowing what Ole Miss is, I have the confidence to say that they will win this game. Um, with that being said, still week in and week out, you don't know what you're getting with Auburn no. at all. Well, it's because Bo Nix is a guy that wakes up in the morning, walks out the door, and he says, fuck around and find out. And you just don't know what Bo Nix is going to come to the stadium. You just to have no idea, man. The Auburn Tigers like to keep them people on the toes. I mean, nobody's ever said Auburn wasn't entertaining. They, they no. never fail to be entertaining. They're always fun to watch because it's, oh, my God. So the yeah. bubble gut meme. Life is like a box of chocolates. Life is like a box of Auburn Tigers. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> and all the chocolates are little Bo Nixes. Yes. That's what, that's what they are. Oh, Bo Jangles Chicken. Uh, uh, brought to you by Bo Nix. I, I think Old Miss should win this game. I wonder if Old Miss relies too much on Lane Kiffin's emotions when playing this season. I think we go back to that Alabama game with seeing that the way that he started off with his press conference and his really way too aggressive play calling early on in the game, not taking points. How does he come into this game? I don't think that he, I don't think this is a high emotion game for him. You're oh you're the you're the better team. You're the team that should win. Um, I agree. I think Old Miss wins this one in a tight one, just because it's Auburn. It's at home. Right. Um, I can tell you, Texas A&M is going to be watching this one because next up on their slate is Ole Miss and Auburn. That'll be a good test for the Aggies to see if they really are uh, that good. I mean, they're starting to trend that way, right? Uh, right. This is the team I that mean, we thought at the beginning of the year would play this way. This is their bye week, so we shouldn't even be talking about them. But I do have to brag on them for one second because it I was actually mind blown after years and years and years of AM defense letting the program down and being the reason why we were not in so many games, even going back to the Johnny Manziel era. Um, this team held South Carolina to 15 yards in the third quarter. I saw like that. 15. 15 yards total after yeah. three. That was wild. Yeah. No. It was 463 to 15. Hats off to the Aggies. I mean, that, that's wild. That's got to be a record. Yeah. And like, and I mean, in South Carolina coming into this one, I wasn't nervous, but I was like, okay, they could give us a game because they've been playing quality football with Zeb Nolan, their GA quarterback. Um, yeah. Shane Beamer being first year head coach has been entertaining at the press conference, but not so much on the field. Um, 
No, hats off to the Aggies. We're about to find out in a big way how good the Aggies really are. Um, We're about to find out a lot in the SEC West and the Big Ten in the next three weeks. Oh, absolutely. And a massive weekend for this. Uh, are there any other games on your radar, Haley, that I did not touch on? There is one. 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 What do we got? Top, no, not top 25 matchup, but it involves a top 25 team. Fresno State versus number 21, San Diego State. I've got it on upset alert. Okay, so we like uh, we like them over the Aztecs. Why? Um, because I've just been really impressed at the way that they've handled themselves against some much bigger opponents. You know, they played Oregon close. They've played That's a true. lot of these yeah. bigger teams very close. And, you know, San Diego State is playing some solid football, but it was just a fun one that I was like, hmm, you know, right. maybe, Fresno, maybe Fresno State gives them an L. Look at you putting the Mountain West out there. Yeah, give them a little bit of love on the show. We rarely talk about the Mountain West, but good, good for them. That's great. You know, those are the two teams worth talking about. They are. There you go. Did we even mention a Pac-12 game? Let me go look through my notes. Oh, my God, we didn't. <laughs> I guess they're not playing any good football games. I this will weekend. say that I, I think Arizona-USC play this weekend, and they, I was like, They do. Arizona oh my gosh. at SC. Yes. What if, like, that oh what if that happens? What if that happens? <laughs> if Arizona gets their first win what against, against USC? USC? Oh my goodness. I'll tell you what though, that kid London, he's something. That kid's good. Yeah. It's it's I a mean, shame he's wasting his talents at SC right now. Right. Hey, the new thing is free agency in college football. Better hit up that transfer portal. I got a nightmare scenario for Texas Longhorn fans because I want to put it out there. Bijan Robinson does not have to stay at your school. Right. But he will. He will. Um, but yeah, no, could you imagine? Like, SC would just, that might be rock bottom. Oh, if he transferred? Oh, and if they, no. Lo no, if they oh, lose to, no, if they to, lose Arizona. to <laughs> Arizona at home. That would be, I mean, they're, they're in the rock bottom season right now anyway. So, That's but what that, I'm saying. But, like, it would be on par. I think then they'd be like, uh, we had a huge COVID outbreak. We're just going to shut down football operations for the year just for the safety of our entire athletic program. And we can't, we don't have a head coach. We can't function. So, yeah. uh, all right. Upset alert. SC. I'm feeling it and I'm feeling some sparkles in the air floating down there to Los Angeles. Just, I mean, I have just like a habit now of every week I just see who Arizona is playing because I'm like, is <laughs> this going to happen? To is this, like, are they going to go? What's the opposite of undefeated? Defeated? defeated. They're just straight defeated. Uh, one of my favorite articles on um, ESPN that they've done forever is the bottom 10 and ranking the oh. 10 worst teams. Uh, Arizona's definitely on that. And, I, and I'll give ESPN credit for this because it's something we, we haven't really talked about Heisman because Heisman is like a whatever award, Haley. Honestly, right. like it's been devalued yeah. over the years. But ESPN, give it up to them because I've been thinking this. I know you have too. Jordan Davis getting Heisman love. As the mountain of a man for that Georgia defensive line. And I'm like, good for you. Fine. Yeah, give this guy some credit. I'm sick and tired yeah. of all these quarterbacks winning the damn award. I hate right. it. Right. Especially this year. Yeah. Oh, God, with the there's talent. No one, there's no one that's – I mean, Matt Corral is impressive, but there's just no one that's like, oh, my God, you're easily the best player in college football. Even Kenny Pickett, even Bryce Young. Like, no. Right. Like, like you're, if, doing, you're doing you're, – you're playing your position well, but you're not doing – Heisman-like things. No, like if Bryce Young was a Heisman guy, then he wouldn't have lost to AM. If Matt Corral was a Heisman guy, he would have beat, beat Alabama. Alabama. 
there's no none of the none of the current candidates have that Heisman moment, that moment that it's like that's your Heisman winner. And why is Georgia the number one team in the nation undefeated right now? Because their defense. Because of their defense. And who's leading yeah. that defense? Jordan, Jordan Davis. Davis. So good yep. for ESPN for recognizing that. Um, all right, right Haley. Uh, now is the time we we asked our fans to load up some stuff, some question for us. So if you guys have questions uh, for us, but also give us your Halloween candy as a team. Which team is what candy? And we want to know that. And then we'll get those loaded up in the chat. You nailed it with black licorice in Ohio State. What did I? Why are you Thanks. smirking like that? What did I fuck up? Nothing. I was thinking about that. What I wanted A and M to be. Some not very they're, good candy that thinks it's really good. No, they're Sour Patch Kids. Well, this season. First they're sour, then they're sweet. What's a massively disappointing candy to eat? Oh, honestly, hot take, plain Hershey candy bar. Texas. That's perfect. Right, though? Yes, plain. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, it's, it's just, it's so plain, and it's like, oh, I really want some chocolate, and if you go for it, you just kind of eat it, and you're just kind of like, huh, maybe I didn't want chocolate. Yeah, that's Texas football. <laughs> an institution, right? Hershey's is an institution in candy. Yeah. As yeah, Texas like is. You think you're supposed to love it. You're expected to love it. And then you go in and you take that bite and you're like, huh. Huh. Same uh -uh. <laughs> for me. Should have had a Snickers. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Haley, we got some questions rolling in. I'm going to go ahead and ask hey. you these questions. Um, we have which team this week is most likely to be tricked? I know you had a couple of your upset picks. Which one are you the most confident in? Ooh, Ooh, am I the most confident in some of my upset? And getting oh, tricked. Oh, don't put me, don't put me on the spot. I just call him out because I just call him like I see him. Nah, you got to put your feet in the fire. Which one? No, North Carolina. North Carolina. There you go, folks. Ooh, but I feel like I'm lying because everything in my gut was going Miami. <laughs> but I just feel like I might get burned on that one. So North Carolina feels safer. One. North Carolina is going to trick. Notre Dame and, and get them uh, an L for Halloween and put that in their candy basket. Uh, we have one saying Ohio State is circus peanuts. I don't okay. know why. I mean, I wish that person would expand on that. <laughs> like, are we talking like peanuts? Peanuts? Or yeah, like, like the little, like, or like the, that's not a Halloween candy. No, maybe that's I mean, why it's unless, for Ohio State. I mean, I mean, unless Ohio, like, unless in Ohio, they give out peanuts. I have no idea. I'm going to say that's correct, though, that Ohio State is circus peanuts. You know what? Yes. They're, yeah. Why not? Yes. Yes. Because what a dumb thing. Yes. Yes. There we go. Uh, let's see. We have Wisconsin Badgers are the miniature Hershey bars. Boring that everyone just throws them away anyways. Okay. I take that. Okay. Um, I oh, gosh, you're kind of rolling in super fast now. Um, can you scroll? Oh, I can scroll. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. Thanks, Mom. Um, Iowa is plain M&Ms, never the best, but consistently okay. I, I accept that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I do accept that. They're generally okay. Sometimes sometimes you want to pick them. 
you get them, you might not eat the whole bag, but you're like, all right, this is pretty satisfying. And then you kind of remember sometimes you're like, ah, oh, M&Ms are great. Yeah, that's not too bad. I think yeah. that is really good. Somebody's calling me a pro streamer for doing this shit, for not figuring out how to scroll. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> that's really good. This is why you come here. Uh, somebody said, is Haley ready to lose to OU when they get in the SEC? Yeah, come come at me in two years. Well, I mean, OU is going to. I mean, you're worried about Texas, and I think that's where your focus is. I'm not is. worried about Texas. I'm also not worried about OU. Oh, wow. Those are, that's, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be saying that a couple of weeks ago, though, would you? Come, come play with the big boys. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to be in that conference. Um, <laughs> I think those are all the questions we have. So that's that's fine. That's great. We got Circus Peanuts out of Ohio State. Every you say peanuts, I think you're saying a different word. Circus. Can we get off of the Circus Peanuts? It's peanuts. Peanuts. <laughs> Ohio State are Circus Peanuts. Peanuts, yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they are nuts. Buckeyes are poisonous nuts. So, like, there you go. They're going to go to the playoffs. You just need to get over it. You just need to get over it. Like, I can't help you out. It's not like no. I want them there either, but you just need to get over the fact that they're no. going to. No. In your heart no. of hearts, you know they'll beat Michigan. No. No. They will. I don't accept it. I know you don't accept it, but, you know, I can't accept, you know, Texas losing to OU the way they did, but I have to. I what have happens? to sit there. Okay, what happens? Iowa loses to Wisconsin this week. This is a fun game. What if? Iowa loses to Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. They drop, you know, in the 15 range. Yep. Still the best, their side of the Big Ten. Yes. Ohio State beats Michigan. Ohio State goes to the conference championship against Iowa. Iowa beats Ohio State. Iowa gets shipped off to a nice little bowl game. Ohio State gets an at-large. Big Ten knocked okay. out of the playoff picture. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there we go. There is a world. What's going to happen is that Ohio State's going to beat the brakes off of Iowa in the Big Ten championship game and go to the playoffs and lose to whoever they play. Probably Georgia, you know, one versus be, four. Get the brakes beat off of them again. Yes, in the playoffs. Also, Oklahoma. Okay. Oklahoma and Ohio State are both going to the playoffs, and they both No, they're lose. not. Yes, they are. I will accept one of them. I will not accept both. I, think I will be done with college football. I honestly will. Until, I'll be done. Until we do this show again next year? No, I'll be done. <laughs> but I do want to ask you right now, yeah. as we wrap, headed into this weekend, everything we know, who do you think are getting those four spots on Tuesday? Um, this is totally irrelevant because so much is going to happen on Saturday, but, you know, it's fun to predict. A ton. Um, I, I feel, let's say, one and two. I think George, if Georgia and Cincinnati both win their football games, I think those are one and two. I think in the first playoff uh, rankings, they will put Cincinnati as two. I do not think Cincinnati will stay there, and I think they will continue to slide down as bigger teams play. I think you're right at Michigan being at number three. Let's say Michigan beats Michigan State. Michigan right. at number three. You're going to hate to hear me say this. Number four is Ohio State. No, uh, no, excuse me. Number four is Alabama. So Georgia, Cincy, Michigan, Alabama. I could buy it. I flip Alabama and Cincy. Wow, you think Cincy at four. I think they'll start at two just be just for the first one, but they're gonna continue to slide when they 
realize we have no quality opponents to play. Yeah, I disagree. I think it's safer to put them at four because you can always improve like you can always raise them it's a lot harder of an argument to put them at two and drop them if they continue to play the way they're playing you can always move them up it's a lot harder to move them down cfp is going to find a way to get them out of the playoffs though because if they yeah. like if they beat you know whoever see, by that's a, even a... more of a, that's even more of a reason to put them at four because then like four is that's just your safe spot like hey we're acknowledging who you are we're going to put you here. Congratulations. You're in the rankings. Keep doing what you're doing. You might make it in. And then after championship weekend, when all these other better teams are showing that they're playing better football, then you drop them out for the final one. That'll be the, that'll be the nail in the coffin, which sucks so yep. bad. You just got, I mean, that's going to happen. That's, uh, that's yeah. that, kind of how it always the goes. It's broken. Like, you're going to get it. I, so if you think Bam is a two, then I actually disagree. And then I'll pick Michigan at number two. If you think since he's a four. Okay. If they get the if they get the dub, that's a big dub, right? right. So, I think uh, I think I mean, is anybody going to be Georgia this year? Is going to be the bigger question as we get further down the line. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All right, good show on a Thursday, Haley. I had fun with this one. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Any parting words for our audience before we go? Oh, I'm chilling this week. Chilling like a villain. Aggie by a week. Woo woo. That's nice. You can't lose. Texas lost last weekend. I don't know how, but they did somehow. <laughs> uh, but we're going to be doing the watch party uh, this weekend. Texas and Baylor at 11 a.m. For those of you that want to show up. And then we will be back next week. Haley, good to see you as always. Yeah, we will. All right. Later, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.